All right, welcome back to the show. It's Kier here, and I am joined with a very special guest. His name is John. Um, we met briefly via Instagram, I think, of, um, through the Mind Pump podcast. Am I right, John? Yeah, it was the Facebook group, their uh, private forum. Yeah, I I totally forgot how we like actually connected, but um, he had a lot of really good stuff on his Instagram page, and I just really liked what he had to say, so we... Um, instantly became pretty good friends. So (laughs) um, I have him on today. We're going to talk a little bit about what he does um, and his take on fitness and nutrition and all that. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, John? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. um, Well, I'm super excited to be here first and foremost. Um, We were just chatting before a little bit before we got on air and this is my first podcast. So I'm just excited just to kind of get out into space and um, chat Um, just everything that we're passionate about health and fitness. But I've been a personal trainer for about six years. Um, we met, like we talked about, through the Facebook group. And then I all, I also know we did a little bit of, like, training uh, as far as, like, online coaching and just kind of exploring different uh, parts of the fitness world just to help more people. And that's how we I think we became even closer, um, just kind of bouncing ideas and just always helping each other out through the last year or two. Um, and right yeah, now – Yeah, that's a big thing. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you know – other coaches don't don't they threaten you don't like aren't you competitors and it's like not really like as long as we're helping each other I mean there's enough people to go around to, Abs- to absolutely. help out so. Abs- absolutely I feel like the worst thing for any coach to have that is trying to get in the space or is in the space is to have that scarcity mindset I always a firm believer because I've worked in even big box gyms that there's so much people that I wouldn't be able to help everybody even if I wanted mm-hmm. to individually so I even referred a couple people to to you just because I know you deal with a very specific demographic of women that I feel would benefit more from your coaching than possibly mine and depending on their situation and um, I just feel like there's legit there's there's a there's just actually like a lack of coaches for the amount of people that really need help Um, so I feel that by help all of us joining together kind of sharing the information getting ourselves out there and just talking to as many people as possible we can make a bigger impact than trying to like hide all our information and and think that there's always going to be like a lack of clients or whatever that may be Mm -hmm. so true Um, so how did you get started in fitness Um, how I got started in fitness um, in general I got I was always playing sports growing up Uh, in this case for me was soccer um, I loved it. I enjoyed it. And at the time, uh, growing up, I was always super shy and self-conscious because I wasn't really good when I first started. I think none of us are like great at a sport, but I feel like I was never that natural talent for it. Uh, I quickly discovered that by dedicating time and practicing at something you're not good at and, 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 and getting better conditioning, you perform better out on the field. And I started kind of uh, making that connection that working out and putting an effort towards something and then getting better over the course of time was something that made me feel great. Um, and I quickly fell in love with just exercise and working out and pushing the body. And um, growing up uh, after high school, um, I wasn't able to continue playing college ball, even though luckily I had a couple scholarship offerings. I just was never the book smart kid that was really passionate about reading textbooks and passing tests. I was just did the bare minimum to get through to be able to play. Um, after that, um, even though I worked out through that period with weights, I had no clue. But now that I had so much free time, soccer was sort of just not available as much uh, for me. I signed up for my first gym membership and I just started 
just I just told myself I want to build muscle. I want to get bigger. I was always a skinny kid growing up. So I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity since I'm no longer playing and burning that much calories. I can actually sit there and actually gain some weight. How do I do that? I don't know. Let me ask the big guy in the gym <laughs> for some advice. And um, I think that's a lot what a lot of us do. We kind of look for that that big brother in the gym. And they're usually always like very they give you the information that they know, which is maybe not always the best, but it definitely got me motivated just to uh, kickstart my my fitness. And I could honestly say I spun my wheels for the first couple of years. I think that it's important to note that a lot of people that start, it's okay that you don't know everything. It's just the fact that just find that you en- something that you enjoy and stick to it. And you eventually will start to kind of kind of put pieces together that work well for you. And that's kind of what was the case for me. After a couple of years um, of just working out and just loving it so much, I decided to like venture out maybe on the physical therapy route um, to be my job, my day job and, um, and continue helping people through exercise and whatever. But um, it was that it was not something that I felt extremely passionate about. And at the time, I didn't know that working with people in the gym or just in general with their health and fitness, I didn't know that was a thing back then. I didn't know that was a <laughs> legit career. And um, so after a couple of years of just going through college, I shifted at the last minute to more of the sports medicine realm. And um, that's after I got my basic degree, I the first opportunity I had to work with people and coach people is the minute I got out of uh, continuing my major uh, and pursuing a higher, uh, much higher degree. And I've been training people for the last, yeah, about six years now. And it's been great. That's really a lot of stuff in there. Um, that's awesome. Um, I think the one thing that I want to point out is that I think we all kind of have to make those mistakes and like fail a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of what drives us to do better and keep going. I think if it was too easy and like, we just got the results we wanted right away, like we would get bored with it and move on. Yeah. And I <laughs> as think weird we as that sounds. But... No, absolutely. I think we just wouldn't appreciate it as much. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. So that's, that's really amazing. Um, did you ever compete in fitness competitions? I did one. I did one. And um, that was about 2000, the end of 2017. And this is after spending about six to uh, about seven years of just working out consistently. Um, I decided I was actually turned off from that bodybuilding realm just because before that was before even the physique division was out for men. Um, and I knew that I genuinely just didn't have the genetics in my favor to grow that much naturally. It would take me a very long time and, a, you know, a little bit of enhancement uh, being completely transparent. Um, that's it's used in the sport. But uh, after a couple of years of just following that, I was just like, you know what? Um, there's new physique division. It's a little bit more attainable for kind of my build. And I put in a good amount of years and my muscles did mature enough where I felt comfortable to kind of take that 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 challenge, I guess. And overall it went very well. I was able to place in my first show to a national level. Um, and it was a great experience. I haven't competed since, uh, shortly after I did injure myself, but I think that if I hadn't, I definitely would have probably done another show in the probably right after. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoy the sport, but I don't think it's something that I'm in a desire, like I have a dire need to anymore as of right now, since I got more involved with the business of personal training and just helping people and coaching mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So would you say your focus is more on health rather than aesthetics? Uh, 
Uh, as of now, lately, it has, especially after that injury that I had, it really just made it put a lot of things in perspective. Uh, that year, or well, any competitor, anybody that listens or has done a show, um, and you know the, the the process of getting lean, and you get to a ridiculous like uh, aesthetic shape visibly, where you take pictures, you just look really ridiculous, um, and it looks really cool, and it gets a lot of likes on Instagram, definitely. Um, so I definitely miss that part. But once I got hurt, it kind of put into things in perspective that it's not really this shouldn't be about me. If I'm if my genuine passion is more I get more fulfillment out of helping people just achieve a lower uh, body weight and just being healthier and building some muscle and translating to more real life and just feeling good versus just fully just on how I look and building my full image on uh, the way my aesthetics look. I think that, that that gets a little bit exhausting after a couple of years, I think, for most people in general. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, like a lot, I see a lot more on social media how detrimental that bodybuilding and, you know, physique world is. And I almost like wonder why is it that so many people still continue to do that sport? But I, I remember when I was in it, like, you have blinders on. You don't see anything else but what you mm-hmm. see in the mirror and your food and, and the gym. And it's it's sickening um in a sense but um, I'm glad that you and I are both more focused on the health side of things now um you you were competing you did a lot of quite a a good amount of shows throughout the years right I did about 11 and it was oh wow yeah it was a lot (laughs) but um anyway so you made a post a couple weeks ago that I just absolutely loved Mm -hmm. and it was something like um simple is not the same as easy can you expand on this and give some examples of what you mean? Oh yeah, of course, definitely. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to just talking mainly about fitness, this can be applied, and I think in everything. But when it comes to talking about simplicity and health and fitness, I feel that we all deep down know what we have to do to get ourselves going, or what we need to do to make that change happen like the steps to get there are not that complicated what i mean is by if if we're very sedentary we need to walk more it's a very simple concept that we need to we know we understand but it's not always the easiest thing for us to get quote unquote motivated to do so um we know that we need to work out if we want to build muscle um but sometimes it's, it's much it's not always easy because it's you're tired, you had your stress, you're, you're dealing with your family, your, your significant other stuff's happening in life. And it's the cards are not lined up for you to go to the gym and focus on that. But deep down, we all know that the steps to get where we want to be are, are there, the information's there. It's a simple process. If you want to lose weight, eat less calories, but it's not, it seems to, for some of us, it doesn't seem as clear cut as that I feel. And I, and with the fitness space, I feel that a lot of times, the we we do sometimes a a, a a good job at complicating things just for marketing purposes and i'm not hmm. talking about us individual but just companies out there that just paint like the picture with complexity of just to sell but when the process is just getting the message out there that it, you don't need to be complicating your life more in order to get in a healthier state you just need to take a couple simple steps that just those alone are just enough to work on for a while um that's going to give you so much benefit um, I don't know if I answered your question really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. So, um, I guess 
So I was just recently talking to someone, right? And she was like, oh, um, what do I do to detox? And I'm like, uh, just eat healthy and drink more water. It's mm-hmm. really it's really not hard. It's simple. And then I was like, you know what? Actually, here, let me <laughs> fix that. It's, it's hard. It is hard. It's just not as hard as you're making it out to be. Like, you don't need to buy a specific product. You just need to start eating healthier, clean, mm-hmm. whole, fresh foods and drink more water and move your body. Like it's not as complicated as everyone makes it out to be. Like you don't need to detox your body of toxins. Like mm-hmm. you just go and just start doing it. So for someone like that, how would you kind of word it and how would you tell them like you don't need a detox supplement? You just need to do the work. Well, I think for a lot of people listening, if you're someone that has something like that has caught your eye where there's a, there's a product that's promising those things and it's talking about how much toxins you have in your body, um, you have to understand that that your body does a really good job at that. If you genuinely need it to detox, you may have to go to the hospital because you're, you know, you're in a toxic state. Um, a lot of times you are really not toxic. It's your, your body will do a good job on its own. So for anyone, like, just in, if I'm having this conversation with, I'll just tell them, like, you're in, before investing in those products. And if you have money like that to want to just buy them just because you it, it motivates you or whatever. But first, I would take cover all your bases first and see how you feel mm-hmm. and then make your decision if that's still something worth it. I actually had something similar with not with a detox topic, but just a pre-workout conversation. I saw something on Facebook, uh, someone that I know posted about it asking, uh, is pre-workout necessary for me to use? Uh, I think it was, he was asking about muscle building in general. And we both know like if pre-workout's nice, we've all taken pre-workout. If the people that have tried it, it feels good. You get a little bit of those jitters uh, and you get like that, that motivation to go to the gym and in all there's just certain chemicals that will do that for you it's the caffeine and I told this person like you don't necessarily need it like it's not a necessity in your regimen if you you can get away with just having coffee and he's like I don't like coffee I'm like okay well tr- there's caffeine pills that are like the fraction of the cost that are literally give you the energy that you're probably uh wanting and that's why you want a pre-workout because you hear how much energy it gives you um and save some money um if you like, I told him. But if you have extra cash to the, you know, just to spend on those things, go for it. If that, if that's something you want to do, but that it's a necessity, no, not really. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't complicate it. Don't feel like you need all these extra supplements to build muscle and everything. Just focus on the basics. And then if you have the extra luxury, go for it. I mean, try it. See what you think. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like. I I don't use a pre-workout and I get that question all the time. It's like, oh, what pre-workout do you use? I'm like, I don't feel like I need it because I mm-hmm. love going to the gym. Like, I don't need that extra motivation to get me in the gym because I already like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a hype thing. And, and if that's what's going to get someone in the gym, then yeah, go for it. But for the large majority of us out there, I don't feel like we need pre-workout. But Not only that, I mean, I think that a lot of times um... – it's you have to understand that like why is it that you're lacking that motivation first and foremost um like you said if it helps it gives you that little bit of that placebo which we know is a real thing um then i'm it's it's not it's not detrimental like it's not like the end of the world if you take it or not for a couple of times 
but like I said, like uh, the with fitness and health, you can get so far with just the basics. Sleeping more, you'll probably be more motivated and more energized to go to the gym. If you're lacking sleep, uh, and then you're slamming a pre workout, you're just adding like more to like you're not fixing the problem. You're just kind of putting a quick little band aid on it. Maybe you should address maybe sleeping more, and maybe you'll be more energized to go to the gym naturally without having to rely on a pre-workout. Yeah, that's a great point because if you're not getting enough sleep and then you're adding stimulants, you're actually stressing your body out more and that's going to prevent you from making the um, changes in your body that you want to see. So it's almost like counterproductive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are some other common fitness myths that you commonly debunk for some of your clients? Um, So with one that I love, I love proving to my clients, and this is more towards my, my female clients. I do train a good amount of uh, women on the women demographic between the ages of, I want to say 25 to, you know, early 50s is the, the common uh, common clientele that I have is with my women. And one thing I love showing them and debunking for them, and the only way I can prove it is if it happens, and this is letting them train heavy letting them train for just strength. And because I know like that one of the big myths that still, I'm still surprised that it exists is that women honestly think that if they lift heavy, they will get bulky. And the only way that they can get their results is if they do high reps, low weight. Everyone's heard this. Um, and if this is you, understand that it's not the case. And like, I love showing my clients that when they're getting super strong, it's the opposite that happens. They're, most women go to the gym because they want to, tone or like get tighter right um and heavy weights lifting heavy and challenging your body will do that a lot of my female clients start losing inches off their waist they're not doing tons of cardio on top of that and they're getting tighter their arms are getting tighter their legs are getting tighter um, and they just they're overall feeling well and i think it's also i love seeing the face when they do a heavy set and they get out they actually <laughs> did it that that sense of empowerment they get like i know that's going on through their mind they just feel so good and that's one big myth that I like because it's something that I see daily. Um, it's super powerful. Yeah, that's so awesome. I totally agree with that. I also would like to point out that like for a female to actually try to put on muscle mass to like get that bulky sort of uh, bodybuilder type look, like that does not happen on accident. Um, yeah. As someone who is in the or has been in the competition world I went from bikini to figure which is like one division up so it's a little bit more muscle Mm -hmm. and the amount of training I had to do to put on muscle was ridiculous like and it was so hard for my body to keep that I couldn't even do it I had to go back down to bikini because it was just impossible for me to put on muscle so like it's it's not something that happens on accident or overnight. Like you're not going to get bulky from lifting heavy for like a week or two. Like it takes years. So, um, and even then it it still takes like enhancements like you were talking about before. Mm -hmm. No. And I, and I, I was just wanted to chime in and add to that. It's like, you're saying that you've done the divisions and you've seen how challenging it is to, after a certain point to add just tons of muscle. I'm a guy. And I have the testosterones and the t- testosterone in my body, the testosterones, that testosterone <laughs> running through my body more than a female would. And, um, and I push my body and I'm actually trying out, especially when I started, I was doing everything in my power to gain. And, I, and if I find a female that can just pack on more muscle than I can, I've been training for 10 years. I'm going to be jealous because like <laughs> I, I've been striving, I've been working my butt off to really get there. 
and it's definitely not as easy. You see, that's why you see a lot of guys that are probably not that big, and they've been training for a while, and it's it has a lot more to do with it. I really doubt that most of you listening, if you pick up weights, that's going to happen. You'll probably feel the opposite. You, all the things that you want comes from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kind of want to take it back to you a little bit. Um, I think we talked about this on Instagram, like, I don't know, yesterday or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had mentioned that you consider yourself a petite male. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that <laughs> um, because I, I don't know. I just want to see your take on, like, if there's anything that you feel like limited or different um, mm-hmm. compared to most guys with when it comes to fitness and nutrition. Okay. I mean, we're putting my statures on, <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> well, um, like, how tall are you? Cause I don't think that you're short, but I'm five, seven. Uh, yeah, so and, that's and... not short, but I guess I know what you mean. It's shorter for a guy. And I guess that's a good way to put it, petite guys. I mean, I don't think most of us would want to like be labeled petite, but um, I know you're. I know um, the message and the stuff and the people that you have are probably a lot of petite women, um, and probably look at a five seven guy as not really that short. It's no, normal. we don't. Uh, so, but um, I guess the the challenges I guess can be just getting a date with a girl that's taller. That might be one of the main, the, the, the superficial challenges that we may face. Honestly, no, I um, mean like. Do you have any challenges when it comes to fitness or nutrition? Do you feel like something's different for you? Um, as far as being different, I I guess only thing I can think of like in the gym itself is maybe just being able to hit a certain amount of strength just because mm-hmm. we're just not that big. Like when I competed, I was 140 something pounds when a person in maybe six foot is like on stage at. 170 pounds 180 pounds depending on if they're running anything or not um and we're just but and and they can affect like how much can we lift i mean we just uh, i'm trying to think in the gym if there's anything besides strength i don't think there's anything limiting to be honest and as far yeah. as as far as the nutrition piece i know i've seen a lot of stuff that you post is like about how many calories you may burn uh, a woman might burn at this stature versus a a woman at this stature, a little bit taller. I think that the same could be said for someone that's six, six foot, six, three versus someone, my height, six, uh, five, seven, uh, to five, six or something. We can definitely argue that we don't need as many calories. And if we cut, we might run into the problem where we may be eating, a lot less calories than someone that's bigger, which depending on your appetite, I guess you can run into some issues dieting and stuff. But as far as anything glaring like that, I don't really find one that's that detrimental to us. Yeah. So I think that's interesting because I completely agree with you there. I think it's just a matter of like, if we're comparing, you know, one height to another height, obviously one is going to need less than the other. Um, So it's interesting because it's like, well, you know, you're going to need more than me, but then like someone taller than you is going to need more than you. So, um, Mm -hmm. that totally makes sense. Um, I think what's different about like a shorter male versus a a short female, like we do have those limitations in the gym, the same as you, as far as strength goes, but, um, a little bit more so with equipment that we can use because some of things just feel awkward because we don't fit, but you're right in that, you know, that middle, range of height of a, of a human being that that kind of thing won't really affect you no, no, so no. I think it's really interesting I think that what you just said kind of clicked with something with the machines um there's some machines that I can fit as far as height wise I feel comfortable in 
there's some now equipment that's out that has changed over the years that the benches are actually now I'm thinking about this. I'm remembering this at one of the gyms that I go to and I remember why I don't go every time I sit on this bench. The benches <laughs> the benches are higher and like my feet like are the my oh. tippy toes are actually touching when I'm like doing a flat chest dumbbell chest press. My feet are actually slightly on their tippy toes. I'm not able to kind of get a flatter uh, foot on it. Um, and some equipment I just don't fit in as far as arm machines because my arms are shorter like the 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 length of my my arm to my elbow where where I make the bend to do a flex for a bicep it may just not fit very comfortably in a in a bicep machine Mm -hmm. versus I would have to use more free weights and that's just how I train so I guess I haven't really uh, pinpoint but now I'm thinking about it the machines (laughs) I don't fit in everything yeah it's amazing and I'm sure that's that same thing holds true for like really, really super tall guys. It's like, they feel like Mm -hmm. they are cramped in some machine. So it's, it's kind of really weird how that happens, but maybe there should be like a short gym and tall gym. (laughs) I know. I feel like the older equipment was a little bit more giving to us because this, this new equipment, man, is it's big. Oh, that's too funny. (laughs) Okay. So, um, let's kind of wrap it up here. I don't want to take too long. Um, what are you up to now and what do you see like next for you? What's, what you got going on? Okay. Um, basically, um, I've been like, I've been working with, with people in person for a while. I've been really this year excited to kind of, uh, kind of grow the online business as far as coaching clients um it's never something that i took super super serious as far as like my full time um but i do feel that the re- i like the engagement when working with someone online and even i have people that are in different states which is pretty cool and it's just allowed me to not feel limited with how much i can help so one of the things i've been focusing on this year is definitely uh helping more people as, as many as i can physically uh, in the online coaching space. Um, as far as my personal stuff also, I've just been trying to get out there on this, uh, for example, podcasting. I've been really just thinking about uh, starting up my podcast this year, finally. Um, so I'm ex- I, was, I was super excited about joining on here just to kind of chat and to see how it feels. It's And it feels great. It's awesome just kind of having this conversation. And as well as in-person presentations, I've been getting, I got an invitation to a place and it was cool just being able to get out of my comfort level and just see the, the reactions I get from people watching uh, when they, when I say something that really helps them and they, that they're, that light, that light that kind of comes from them. So it's something that I feel that really focusing on impact this year and helping as many people as possible. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I really like what you have going on your Instagram right now. I think you have so much valuable information. So for anyone who's listening, you should really check him out. I'm going to have him tell him tell you guys his Instagram handle and where um, you can find him. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, full name is Jonathan Alvarez, and you can find me there on Facebook and Instagram. But for my Instagram handle itself, it's uh, J-O-N. A-L-V-A-7, John Alva 7. So you guys can just look me up, add me a follow, send me a message if you listen to this podcast, and um, I'll definitely follow back and and chat with you. I would love to answer any questions you guys may have. Um, And yeah, that's basically it for now. Thanks so much for being here. It was a pleasure having you on. No, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. All right. We'll chat soon. Yes.